Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful Marriott Courtyard, Albany, New York. It's time for the crazy monthly travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Welcome to May's Crazy Travel Roundup. I'm enjoying a nice Sierra Nevada Pale Ale out of Mills River, North Carolina. And uh, probably one of my go-to beers is the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Not much happening in the last week as far as travel. I had a road trip up through Georgia and then back down into Florida. No great places to eat other than I spent uh, one meal at Publix. And if you're into subs and you've never had a public sub, which I think it's required if you live in Florida to at least have public subs one time, always a good value. Generally a pretty decent beer selection at Publix as well, which is which is kind of sad when you're looking for some really great place or story to talk about eating in the last seven days and the best you can come up with is a Publix. So a couple things of note. In the coming weeks, we will be doing a podcast on the Florida Beer Tour. I figured if Napa has a wine tour that is a destination for some, Florida certainly deserves its own beer tour. So we'll have a podcast on that. And we've also secured an exclusive interview with the CEO of Chateau Relaxo. And that should be a lot of fun. Somebody that has really been forced into traveling in the last decade or so. Her father was a pilot which I think he probably traveled a little bit better and a little bit more efficiently than I did at times. She'll be talking about some of the places that she's been and some of the travel tips that she's picked up and just basically a different viewpoint from mine that somebody that's on the road so much where hers is more, you know, a lot of quick weekend jaunts where we get away and then probably two or three major trips each year. So like I said, it's the May Crazy Travel Roundup. And this very first one, I don't know how many people emailed me about this story from NBC News. Airline pilot indicted in a triple murder arrested at the Louisville airport. An airline pilot was arrested Saturday at Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. And up until I read this article, I did not know that Muhammad Ali actually had an airport named after him. So put that in the, the brain bank for trivia night at Hooters or one of the local pubs. A Christian County, Kentucky grand jury charged Christian Richard Martin with three counts of murder, one arson, one of attempted arson, burglary in the first degree, three counts of tampering with physical evidence. The indictment was unsealed Saturday after Martin's arrest. Kentucky Attorney General said Saturday that Martin was responsible for the 2015 murders Calvin and Pamela Phillips and their neighbor, Edward DeSonaro. So truly a tragedy. Three people died. But the question I'm asking is, why do they have to arrest this guy at the airport? You know, this was 2015. He wasn't going anywhere. The flight that he was getting ready to get onto was into Charlotte. And now suddenly you've got a whole plane worth of people that are now delayed. And I guarantee you that they were not happy. You know, why didn't they just arrest Christian when he got to the airport? When he left his house, when he got to Charlotte, whatever, I just don't think that's the, uh, when you look at the big picture, you know, like I said, the guy wasn't going anywhere. This was, you know, four or five years ago. Can you just imagine the flight delay that this, this caused? 
And Christian even broke one of the Ten Commandments without getting too religious on you. So, so much for not living up to his name. Yes, thank you to everybody that did did alert me to that. From there, we're going to go to a CNN story. Ryanair passenger rails against cabin crew after landing in the wrong Italian city. So, since this has Italian cities and Italian names in it, I am probably going to butcher the living hell out of most of them. An Italian man launched into an angry tirade after his Ryanair flight landed in Bari, South Italy, instead of his destination hundreds of miles away on the island of Sardinia. The man who had a plane ticket for Caglinari, the capital of the Italian island, railed against flight assistants. They don't call them flight attendants, but assistants over there, claiming it was their responsibility to stop him during boarding at a Pisa airport. I went to the wrong gate. And how did you manage to get me through ticket checks? He could be heard in a viral video shared by a fellow passenger. I have to meet a friend who is sick in Caglinari. I spent my last 400 euros. I have no money left. This is one of those that's probably more sad than crazy. But, you know, in all my years of of traveling and flights, and I've probably taken over the last 20 years, gosh, I don't know, hundreds of flights, maybe even a thousand flights, who knows, but I've never been on a flight where somebody's actually had to get up and go, hey, I'm on the wrong plane. I mean, America, you know, for all that we moan about at the airport, they do a pretty good job of checking your ticket when you scan that barcode. What they're doing in Italy, I have no idea. And how anybody ever would get airborne on the wrong flight. And if you read the actual article, it goes on to talk about as he was landing, he recognized that the landscape did not look familiar. And I'm sure that was a truly terrifying feeling, but that comes to us from CNN. Darren McMullen outs loved-up Jetstar couple joining the Mile High Club, and this comes to us from news.com.au. A couple aboard a Jetstar flight had been sprung, tugging their way into the Mile High Club. God, you gotta love you gotta love journalists. Aussie TV presenter Darren McMullen, and he must be somewhat of a big deal over in Australia, caught a woman giving her male partner relief. But clearly opting for comfort, the shameless duo skipped a trip to the plane's cramped bathroom and instead decided to get busy in their seats. I don't know what the desire is in the world to join the Mile High Club. Again, it's rare that I go into uh, airplane lavatories or bathrooms. There's just not a lot of room. I don't know how you get two people in one without anybody noticing. I don't know how you have enough room for two people in one. It must be on long red-eye flights where half the flight's asleep. But these two opted to hang out in their uh, their seats. And in this day and age with cell phones and whatnot, why anybody would do anything so squirrely, I'm guessing they were just kind of caught up in the moment. Here's another sad one from CBS San Francisco. Autopsy report scholar found dead after 17 hours inside SFO lounge bathroom. So San Francisco SFO. An autopsy report on the death of a well-respected East Asian scholar with long ties to Stanford University reveals he was found dead in a bathroom at the San Francisco International Airport Lounge nearly 18 hours after he entered the lounge. And this was earlier. I guess the story just didn't really get released, but this happened in October of 2018. Was seen on an SFO security camera walking into the bathroom inside the 
Cathay Pacific First Class Lounge before planned flight to Hong Kong. He never emerged. And here's what I find so odd about this. And again, this is another one that's a little bit more sad than crazy. Is the guy checked in, planned to get on a flight, and nobody really went looking for him. Even at Southwest Airlines, who is as budget-friendly as it gets, you'll routinely hear them announcing people's names, saying, hey, we're getting ready to board, blah, blah, blah. They had them on camera. I mean, in this day and age, how sad. I mean, one of my one of my fears or nightmares is uh, punching out while I'm on the road and some housekeeper finding my bloated body two or three days later after I supposedly had checked out. Hopefully, in his case, he was in a first-class lounge. Uh, you know, maybe the uh, jettison, that trip to the far beyond was a little bit a little bit more pleasant being in a lounge versus a hotel bedroom. Fox 40 brings a Southwest Airlines flight from SMH gets delayed after passenger makes vodka joke. So this is out of Sacramento, or as I call, Sacktown. After hours of delays, a man on a Southwest Airlines flight from Sacramento to L.A. was kicked off after he jokingly asked if water being handed out by a flight attendant was vodka. And the article kind of goes on laying it out blow by blow. They'd have several delays. Long story short is the last delay was because they'd been delayed. They'd run out of fuel and they had to refuel. The gentleman apparently kind of uttered, hey, you know, you should be passing out vodkas because we've been waiting so long. And apparently that's all it took for this stewardess to just go, as I would say, over the top. And look, everybody hates delays, even the people, even the pilot, even the flight attendants. It's no fun. You don't know when you're leaving. But this guy, and all I could think about when I read this was the, the was it Chumbawamba, the, the tub-thumping song? He takes a cider drink, he takes a vodka drink, and I'm sure this guy would have loved to have either instead of getting thrown off a flight. One of my favorite sites, Boing Boing. Post, do not bring a duffel bag full of 40 vacuum-sealed frozen piranhas into LAX. A famous chef tried to haul a bag full of 40 vacuum-sealed frozen piranhas into LAX for a cooking competition, and the custom agents were not amused. They said, don't ever try this. Custom officers do not like it when you try to bring a duffel bag full of 40 vacuum-sealed frozen piranhas into LAX. I don't know if this was covered in the custom officer manual. Myself being a foodie, I'd be I'd be all for trying some some piranha. Now I have no idea what in the world he was planning to do with forty of them, or what the cooking competition was all about. But for this guy to go through all that to actually vacuum seal them, he probably thought he had a shoe in to win the competition. Last story comes to us from the ledger. Florida man fled a replica of TV's General Lee car after setting X's house on fire. Former jockey Oswald Perea is accused of setting his ex-wife's house in southwest Marion County on fire following an apparent domestic dispute before sending deputies on a multi-county chase. So after he set the house on fire uh, Tuesday night, he then led deputies on a multi-county chase using different vehicles. One of them was a Dodge Charger painted to look like the General Lee from the TV show The Dukes of Hazard, according to news reports. It does not get any more Florida than this. So, look, I've talked about it before. I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up 
wanting a orange charger with zero one painted on the the side doors. I think I ended up with a seventy three Dodge Duster that had a fake snakeskin roof. That was as close as I came. And to me, horse people are crazy. I don't know if it's the hay. I don't know if it's the alfalfa. I don't know what it is. But there never seems to be an endless supply of crazy stories when it comes to horse people. And then you throw in the state of Florida, and you've got some kind of fodder for for true comedy. Well, there you have it. There was a lot more this month of May, but I just picked out the top five or six. Thanks for listening. Safe travels.